0: Hello, you're very welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about Catalonia's extremely low birth rate. 56,316 babies were born in Catalonia in 2022. It's the lowest figure this century and part of a downward trend seen over the past four decades or so. But what are the reasons behind the falling birth rate and is it a cause for concern? On this week's podcast, we've got analysis from Tony Lopez at the Centre for Demographic Studies. And with surveys showing that women are having less children on average than they'd like to, we speak to Dr. Jimena Justo at Barcelona IVF Clinic about fertility. I'm joined today by Emma Munros and Killian Shields. Hi, folks. Hey, Lorcan, how are you? Very well, thank you. Hi. Hi, Emma. I said there that last year there were just over 56,000 babies born here in Catalonia. It's actually the lowest number in 27 years, so since 1996. And it's part of a trend, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it actually has been, like the birth rate has been decreasing for the last 15 years. And the Catalan population, therefore, is getting older. Since 2008, the births in Catalonia have decreased continuously every year. And in fact, the big in the last 30 years was in 2008, when there were 89,024 babies born.
2: That year that you mentioned, I think is very, very interesting. I mean, what happened in 2008, the first thing that comes to my mind immediately is the global financial crash that began then. So I think like that may well have had an impact on people's ideas or, or plans to either start
0: their families or not. And the figures, I mean, we're looking at graphs as well and it's really obvious when you see the picture in front of you but obviously we're on a podcast so we, we can't you the picture but it's actually a really big difference between, what, 56,000 this year compared to 89,000 in 2008. It's a massive difference. And uh, some interesting facts, Killian, as well, if we just look at Barcelona.
2: Yeah, so here in the Catalan capital, there were 11,295 babies born last year. And that is the lowest value that we have, that's stretching all the way back to 1900. But that's not counting 1939, and that's because of the Spanish Civil War, obviously. So we can say it's the lowest
0: since the Civil War, yeah. which is
2: also still quite an impactful stat as it
0: is. So historic low uh, in the city of Barcelona and the n- number of babies. If we want to compare across uh, different countries, then uh, we can look at the birth rate, Emma, which in Catalonia is 718
1: Yes, uh, that 7.18 stands for 7.18 children born per 1,000 inhabitants. Uh, In Spain, it's a little bit higher, just 7.2. But comparing it with other European countries, as you said, uh, we can look at Ireland, which is the highest in the European Union, with 11.5 babies per 1,000 inhabitants in france for example it's 10.4 but other countries similar to catalonia it's portugal with 7.8 and italy which is the lowest in europe is with 6.9
2: and portugal and italy are the last two that you just said there which are very similar figures to, to catalonia's i find that really interesting in the sense that we're talking a lot about southern european countries here When we take a look at the full list, uh, which we got from Statista, by the way, uh, the crude birth rate in Europe in 2022 by country, we can sort of see a bit of a north-south continental divide here. So as well as Portugal and Italy being quite low, Greece is also right down at the bottom as well with 7.4. But then conversely, we've got countries like Denmark up near the top with 10.9. Iceland also
0: 12.3. Well, what are the reasons behind the current low birth rate in Catalonia? To find out, we spoke to Toni lopez Gay, a researcher at the Centre for Demographic Studies here in Barcelona.
1: When it comes to the causes for such a low birth rate in 2022, lopez Gay points to three reasons. The first one is that back in the 80s and the 90s, there were fewer children born as well. That impacts directly on the amount of women that are potential mothers, and if that number decreases, it directly affects the number of children born.
3: For example, a una dada, a 25 I els 40 años, tenemos un set de donas.
2: There are 7% fewer women here between the ages of 25 and 40 than there were 5 years ago. Therefore, it is normal that births are lower. There are fewer potential mothers, so there are fewer births. And this is something that's happening in Catalonia for a few years now, but also in Spain and other places in Europe.
1: So, how much longer can we expect this decrease to continue? Well, in the 2000s, there was an increase in the number of children born. So López-Gay says that in 10 or 15 years, we can expect more children to be born again in Catalonia, as the number of potential mother increases. The second cause for the current demographic situation in Catalonia is the COVID-19 pandemic.
3: banda, of 2022 2021,
2: On the other hand, we have to consider that births in 2022 were conceived, most of them in 2021, when there was still a lot of uncertainty about Covid. It's also important to note that in Catalonia, the decision to have children is usually not improvised, but normally planned.
3: So in 2021,
1: there was still a lot of uncertainty regarding vaccines, unemployment and the economy. That could be a reason why a lot of people's plans to start a family were postponed. However, López Guy points out that there is still research ongoing about the effects of COVID on the Catalan population, so there cannot be any final conclusions yet. For a long time, the foreign population had a significant impact on the increase of births, but right now those women are changing their tendencies. That would be the third cause of the current situation.
3: En aquest descens de la la fecunditat de les dones d'origen estranger hi ha un altre element
2: In this decrease in foreign women having children, there is another important element to take into account. There are some areas, especially urban and central areas, where the profile of migrant women has changed. 10, 15 or 20 years ago, there was a profile of the population that registered and installed themselves here with the intention of staying here. But now more and more, there is a profile of the foreign population, especially from Europe, that lives here for a while, but when they begin to think about having families, they go back to their country of origin. there are many transitory stays in Catalonia.
1: That draws more attention in places like Barcelona, where most of the transitory population lives. So, now the question is, is there a risk for the catalan population to sharply decrease in the years to come? Is this something that should be worrying? Antóni López-Gay says that there should be a shift of focus on that topic. Right now, the wish fertility is higher than the real fertility, which means that women would like to have around two children, according to data from the Spanish Statistic Institute. But there is a great difference between that number and the actual children women have, which is, on average, 1.17, the lowest in the last 30 years.
2: What is the source of that difference between wished fertility and real fertility? Mostly material topics like work, and apart from increased expenses, other conditions like gaining financial independence and moving out of parents' homes.
1: Although this is a situation that has been happening for a while now, it is one of the main reasons why Spain has one of the lowest birth rates in Europe, compared to other countries in the north of Europe like Denmark, Sweden or Holland. López Gáis says that there should not be a question of risk of the population or even to evaluate the success or the failure of a country based on this birth rate.
3: Probablement, the o or the failure of a society is the well
2: The success or failure of a society lies within the well-being of its population, in the social cohesion, the equality and equity in such society. But a lot of times there is the temptation of understanding demographic growth as such, and for us population statisticians, it is usually measured by other indicators.
0: Our thanks to Tony López-Guy at the Centre for Demographic Studies. So Tony mentioned the fertility rate there, which in Catalonia uh, in 2022 was 1.17. That's the number of babies born per woman of childbearing age. And the generally accepted number needed for a stable population, if you exclude migration, is 2.1. So... Emma, there's quite a big difference between the reality in Catalonia and uh, this 2.1 figure, the replacement fertility, as it's called. What might the potential consequences of that be then?
1: Well, um, the first consequence, and it's quite an obvious one, is that the population in Catalonia is getting older. So the average age um, is getting higher. Right now in Catalonia, it's 43.4 years. And that is also emphasized not only by the lack of births, but also because life expectancy is getting higher. So life expectancy right now in Catalonia is over 82 years. So it it's all contributing to the fact that the population is getting older.
2: And I suppose what that kind of means for a population which is aging is that in the next 10-15 years we're going to see the proportion of the population who are pensioners that proportion is going to grow significantly in comparison with the proportion of the population who are of working age who are you know contributing to the the state's pension payment program some sectors uh, mainly economic actors the chamber of commerce for example they mentioned that pensions will only be viable if there's a massive kind of structural change to the whole plan and what a lot of these economists are kind of advising for is that the retirement age be pushed up a little bit. Currently in Spain it's 65 and a lot of people are arguing that this should be calculated again according to the current life expectancy uh, which is obviously increasing as you mentioned Emma but we should be careful as well maybe because we've seen uh, those kind of plans happen in France over the past couple of months and you know people are obviously not happy when there are ideas to increase the retirement age so who knows what the response from society would be if, if such plans were unveiled here
0: absolutely like, catalonia it might not be quite on france levels of uh, loving a good protest but it's not far behind so yeah we'll have to wait and see on that one There is some research from economists uh, that says that an aging population translates to less economic growth in a country. Emma, there's also the issue of depopulation in rural areas.
1: Exactly. That's another interesting problem that would be related to to the aging of the population, because rural areas will eventually lose more population, as roughly 80% of the population in Catalonia lives in 20% of the Catalan territory.
0: Yeah, basically in Barcelona and the other big cities, exactly. that's where pretty much everyone lives.
1: Exactly. And just just another number, the fertility rate in the High anaran and Aran is 0.98. So that's the lowest of anywhere in Catalonia, which just reinforced the idea of rural areas lacking population.
0: So earlier we heard Tony López-Guy say that women in general were having less children than they said that they wanted to have. Uh, he gave some social reasons for that. But we thought we'd also chat to a fertility clinic because fertility treatment is becoming increasingly common. Emma, you went along to Barcelona IVF Clinic. Uh, you spoke to Dr Jimena Justo and started off by asking, is it harder nowadays to get pregnant?
4: Well, I guess that if we have to tackle that question, one of the first things that we have to think about is actually our biology. Humans, we are not so good at reproducing. If we compare ourselves with other species, um, we're not that efficient. And a main or key factor in, in relation to this is maternal age, basically.
1: Another important aspect that we have seen in the statistics recently published is that the age at which women become mothers is increasing. Right now the average age of women when they give birth is 32.6 years in Catalonia.
4: Basically we know that as age increases our quality, the quality of our gametes, of our eggs, drops and this is something that affects a lot of women. At different ranges of age, it's not always the same age for each person. Each patient is, of course, different. But we know that in general, if we start trying to get pregnant at a later age, we will have less chances of having that pregnancy. So this is one of the main reasons why our fertility is probably dropping.
1: So this is where fertility clinics like IBF come in. What is the real impact of clinics and fertility treatments on the number of babies born?
4: Actually, there are some statistics regarding this topic. We can look at this from two different sides. On the one side, we know that infertility or low fertility impacts on about 20 25% of couples in general, of patients in general. So, this is a very important number in our society. And on the other side, we know that. Given statistics uh, published by the Spanish uh, Fertility Association, in 2021, 1 out of 10 births in Spain were thanks to fertility treatments. So this is also a very important number. We are talking about 10% of our births being thanks to
1: fertility treatments and fertility clinics. So what other work do they do in the lab and clinics?
4: Well, we have, uh, let's say that in fertility treatments in general, in assisted reproduction, we have two big groups of treatments. One that we call low complexity, which is basically IUI, which is intrauterine insemination, which basically means leaving a sperm sample inside the uterus in order to achieve a natural uh, fertilization process. This is done in our ultrasound scan rooms. And then we have what we call higher complexity treatments, which is basically IVF. And this is what goes on, this is what happens here in the lab. We basically do what we call an egg pickup or egg collection, which is a small intervention where the woman gets her follicles collected, her eggs collected, in the operation room. We get those eggs, we bring them to the lab with the sperm sample that can be from their partner or from a donor and we do the in vitro fertilization process. Uh, We place a sperm cell inside an egg and this is what the fertilization process actually consists of and then the embryos that are produced are left in the incubators and we do what we call embryo culture. So the embryos are left inside our incubators for five days after which they are ready to be transferred to the womb. And this we do it with a technique that we call embryo transfer. So basically, that's a little bit the summary of what we do here in our lab.
0: That was Dr. Jimena Justo at Barcelona IVF Clinic, our thanks to her. And Emma, you sent us a funny little photo from the interview.
1: Yes, so I had the pleasure of going into the lab at the clinic. And in order to get there, I had to wear um some medical protection because obviously it's a sterile environment and I had to put some like tissue socks that you usually wear when you go to labs and surgical rooms and I also had to put those little socks to the camera tripod so I thought that was that was cute I've never experienced that
0: yeah you sent this photo just the camera with three little socks on it. definitely a, a first I think I've not seen that before and um, And it's interesting that the lab is right beside the surgery as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. It has to be right beside it because the less time that the eggs are outside of the body, the better to preserve it perfectly as if nothing had happened. And then the procedure can continue as they have planned.
0: This podcast, we're focusing on the extremely low birth rate in Catalonia, but it's interesting actually, you know, seeing as we went along to this fertility clinic, uh, Barcelona, actually, there's a real international dimension to fertility treatment in the city, Gillian. Yes, exactly.
2: Barcelona is sort of becoming a bit of an international hub for this kind of treatment, actually. Um, there's one place, Fertilab, Barcelona, they say that 70% of their patients who come to the clinic are from outside of Spain already, uh, with most representation coming from Italian or French patients. Uh, that same place, Fertilab, they've seen in the last two years, they've seen their business grow by 200%. So Barcelona is really, really becoming a
0: like an international capital for this kind of treatment. And that kind of tallies with what you find out in your visit Emma, as well.
1: Yeah, um, I obviously going there and having the opportunity to speak with a doctor. I asked them, is this true something you see every day? And they confirmed it. Um, Barcelona is a destination for people coming for this kind of treatment.
0: Why is that, according to Dr. Justo? Uh,
1: Well, she mentioned a lot of reasons. The first one would be legislation. She says that here it's very well designed um, and establishes every parameter. So it gives a lot of safety. patients and professionals about what is established. She also mentioned that in some other countries, um, the legislation doesn't allow for women couples and also single women to get um, this kind of treatments. So Barcelona is very open-minded in that sense. And what you mentioned, Kilian, about French and Italian patients, it is true. They also confirmed it to me in IVF, but they also mentioned that they get patients from All over the world, European countries like Germany and Belgium, but also even patients from the US and Australia.
0: Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Emma?
1: This week I have chosen dunayum.
0: Dunayum, which, oh, I know this one. To give birth, or I suppose literally to give to light,
1: literally, no? Yes, it actually means to give to light. Which in English, you don't say, but I guess in Catalan and Spanish, we do.
0: Dunalium. That's us for today. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at fillingthesync at acn.cat. Thanks again to Tony López-Guy and to Jimena Justo. Thanks as well to you, Killian and Emma. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We're back again next weekend with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adieu.